Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. everybody thanks for listening to marriage therapy radio this is zach and i'm here with laura um it's christmas week i'm sharing some very sad news in this episode it's not tragic it's tragic to me but it won't be tragic to you we spent way too much time talking about dogs but mostly today we're talking about sex um and what and how we like to talk to clients about sex and how we like to have clients talk to one another about sex so stick around but first i want to tell you a story about a Viking named Rudolph the Red. One day, he looked out the window and he said, it's going to rain. And his wife said, how do you know? And he said, Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear. (laughs) All right, stick around. Hey, what's up, Zach? You named your dog. That happened. That did happen. I'm I'm actually, I don't feel awful, um, but I didn't win. I came in second. Um, We... Our son had decided that... You know what second place is? Second place is the first loser. Okay. Well, then I'm the first loser. But I was voting for Whiskey as the dog name, um, because I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to say. And My husband Mm -hmm. had voted for Dexter, which I thought was very clever, uh, because he's a hunting dog. And if you guys all remember, Dexter is a serial killer show. Um, And then my son decided to call him Dash. And I I couldn't... It was like the first actual name, because he was sort of just slinging together a whole bunch of consonants with like a vowel in there. And he's like, that's a great name. Uh, no, three-year-old, that's not a great name. So Dash is the winner. And it makes sense because Dash is fast. And I'm sure this puppy okay. will end up being fast. You don't like the name, uh, do you? I don't. I don't like, I mean, I don't like dogs, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Huh. Okay. I don't have the gene. I don't have the gene. And you know who's laughing right now? Jason. Because Jason, by the way, he edits our podcast, and we've had this discussion maybe a dozen times. About well, maybe not having the times. gene, the dog gene? I don't have the gene. I really don't have it. I mean, people who love dogs, and they like love on their dogs, and they put mm-hmm. bumper stickers up their dogs on their yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like, not, no part of me identifies with that at all. And it used to make Jason and his wife really sad. Well, it used to make his wife really sad. But because then they have the gene, they're it. dog people? Oh, yeah. They have the gene, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> They like dog sit other dogs. Yeah. See, I've been actually trying to warm up my dog gene because I don't think I have the dog gene. I don't think I have the pet gene. But what I've been doing is I've been dog sitting for the neighborhood because I work from home. And I think everyone's privy to that. So they're basically like just dropping animals off at my door. And they're like, just keep an eye (laughs) on them. So I have these like therapy dogs that hang out with me. Um, And I've been warming up that dog gene. I, I don't think I have it. I'm hoping that my son has it. Uh, and I'm willing, yeah, we'll see. Indeed. I will, I will broaden it and say, actually, I don't have the pet gene. Yeah. Um, and, and when Rebecca and I first met, it was actually one of our deal breakers when we were first getting to know each other. Cause we were like talking about, do we want to have kids and where do we want to live and what's it? And then it was like, do you, what do you think about pets? And I was like, nope. And she was like, nope. And I was like, yes. Oh, so you we were, were like, nope. it is a, uh, 
match yeah. made in heaven. Match have the girls in, ever yeah. asked for something like a gerbil? Have they ever done no, anything No, because like listen that? to this. Because listen to this. We have been practicing and ingraining them since the beginning that it's just no. No. No is the answer. Mm. Can we have a pet? No. Nope. Okay. Gerbil? Right. No. Crab? Nope. If it's alive, <laughs> you cannot have it. Um, <laughs> if it's a rock, you can have it. Do you think that they have the gene? Do you think that the moment that they move out of your house, they're so. going? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think so it's they not are actually fine. a gene because you have nurtured the. You've nurtured it out of them. It's not a gene. Yes. then. Yeah. In that case, in that. In case, case you're well, wondering if it's nature versus nurture, Zach is proving it's nurture. Well, except well, maybe. Mm-hmm. My brother has the gene. Um, so, um, and we have the same parents. So that's yep. an interesting thing that that makes it nature, right? Mm. Um, the debate continues. Yeah. Anyway, this is not what we were going to talk about. Although no. I do have a really good story that I thought about. Um, I think I already told the story. Did I tell the story one time about how I did something wrong to the dog and I told you, my mom about it? Literally, I think you have. You That was like last episode. Yes. That was like last episode. Yeah. Anyway. And it's I not even the Whatever first I did to I the dog, it. I did not do on purpose. Um, it was an accident. I, because, because I don't feel strongly enough about a dog to wish it any harm either. I just don't have just, any You don't want to care for a dog. I don't want to have any opinion about a dog in any Okay, way. I'm going to have a theory here. Um, okay. when, when the girls were young, did you enjoy the period before they started talking and communicating with you? I enjoyed every, I enjoy every minute I have with my That's daughters. That's bullshit. I every think you were a liar. You are such a liar. That <laughs> no. said no parent ever out of truth. <laughs> you, you get like a glass of wine and a parent and they will tell you that there were moments where they just hated being a parent. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Hey, I have really sad news. I know. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. I'm really sad. Let's grieve it. Let's grieve it with our... My pub is closing. So did you find out why? They just can't survive in the current economy the way yeah. that they are set up. Um, that's yeah. the bottom line. But My I've been going there for... they don't for, own the building and the building rent. I've been going there for eight years pretty and consistently. How, and I was actually doing the math. So, and you said, how did you find out how much you spent in those eight years? Because I track all my money in Quicken. I, I, every single dollar I spend, I, I put in Quicken. So I know exactly okay. what I spent on everything forever for like, okay. for like the last 20 years. So if so, you, I just type, I just said, how much did I spend at Naked uh-huh. City all time? And I got a number and that's the number. And it was high. It's pretty high. <laughs> It was high, but it's, it also included food and it was for yeah. a lot of purposes. It was like rent, free rent, because you would go and you would work yeah, there. That's I where you would there, do your yeah. best writing. Okay. And that's where we met. That's where we met um, Jameson and Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you met. J- that's where Zach's. We have to talk about something serious. People, they want to listen to this podcast, figure out how to fix their marriages. I know, not- but it's the holidays. It's the holidays. And, <sighs> and, and my pub is closing on Christmas Eve. I mean. It's my, my wife and I are currently in a debate and I'll let mm-hmm. our listeners weigh in on this, although they won't hear it until after it's over about whether or not I should go to church or last call on Christmas Eve. Oh, what time right? is last call? Four o'clock. In the morning? No. At in night? In the afternoon. Yeah. And that's when church starts. And well, on Christmas Eve, because Christmas Eve services are usually the late services. That's where you get well, they, to. Yeah. Unless you have, unless you go to a church with like a ton of kids and then. They have to do it in the middle of the day so that you can put your kids to bed and do Santa. I'm going to side with whatever Rebecca says on this one. Mm, she wants me to go to last call. So I think thanks for jumping on that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, that didn't go exactly as planned. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, here's what we're talking about. We're going to talk about sex yes. because yes. Um, 
it actually, okay, so the, this came about where I had a client that um, I think is misinformed. The client was under the impression, and I think actually a lot of people are misinformed about sex. And um, just starting off with one misconception is the amount of sex that other people are having around them. And it's interesting. There's a book that was written a while back um, by, a, a well, let's see here. I grew up with her daughter. But uh, she's a sociologist, and she's one of, I think, four authors in this book. It's called The Normal Bar. And one of the chapters that I found most fascinating in The Normal Bar was taking a look cross-culturally at the amount of sex that couples are having, whether they be in a committed relationship, they're married, whatever it might be. And people are quite misinformed. They think that everybody else is having more sex than them. But on average, how much do you think, if you're just a guess, um, how much sex do you think the average couple is having on a, on a let's say like a weekly? Mm, I think probably four times a week. Okay. That's probably what a lot of people are thinking is that other couples are having sex a lot, a lot more than they are. Because what ended up happening is that most people, if you ask them face to face, how much sex are you having? They will they will inflate the number. But when you start doing research studies and you have people mail in their answers, the numbers go down, which is very interesting. So on average, couples are actually having sex about once a week. Now, a little bit more, a little bit less, but the average is once a week. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is that I had a couple where the assumption was that other people were having sex six times a week. And that was making them feel inadequate or like there was something wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with them at all. And it's really interesting that couples sort of define sex very differently. And I mean, when I say sex, what do you think of? Well, I mean, I have this conversation uh, often enough um, where there's a kind of a difference between this idea of how frequently we should have it. But then the question I have is, like what counts, you know, um, mm-hmm. if, 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 if one of them wants to have sex 14 times a week and one of them wants to have sex, you know, once a week, well, let me just say twice a week because that makes my math easier. <laughs> then you've got this difference of 12, right? You've got 12, you got this Delta of 12. And so you have to, first of all, make that smaller so that they're, neither of them is feeling, um, rejected or, or, uh, you know, used on the other side. And, and, but, but again, like what counts? Does, does it have to be this sort of marathon, acrobatic, mutually orgasmic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. activity? Or can it be snuggling? Or can it be sleeping naked? Or can it be oral sex? Or can it be, um, you know, watching a sexy movie? Or yeah. can it be making, making out, out in the kitchen? Like, totally. Because um, I, I think people get tied up on this idea of how often do we have sex without really understanding what sex pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is meant to be mm-hmm. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I agree. I think that I if think, you were I think, to okay, have people... Here's what I will say. Uh, I don't mind saying this as the man, too. I think the, the, this argument most often comes up because the man wants to have sex more often than the woman. Sure. And what he means is he wants to have an orgasm inside of her body. Um, okay. And I don't think he cares whether it's her vagina or her mouth or, in some cases, her her butt or her anal cavity. Um, but I think when when this comes up, it is because he wants to have an orgasm inside of his partner. Okay, because he's not talking about, I actually had, I, I, I asked this question is, when you say sex, do you mean masturbation? Does it mean, can it be solo orgasm or does it have to be an orgasm with your partner? And you're saying that sex is often just having an orgasm with your partner and it doesn't really I, matter. I'm saying, I'm saying that when I hear this in my office, it is most often the man complaining that he doesn't orgasm often enough inside of his partner. That's okay. that's the that's the cleanest, quickest, uh, shortest version of the complaint that I can articulate in this. Okay. Yeah. And the complaint that I hear most often in my office, and I'll represent the females, is she's just not in the mood. And um, or she and doesn't is, want to be a depository for his orgasm. Like sure. That you know that's not fun. I mean, maybe okay. it's fun, but it doesn't sound like it's she, there's much in it for her in that case. Right. Yeah. I had this debate um, and I wanted to turn it around because the question that comes up and and we're just going to kind of go with this scenario that the male wants to have more sex and the female um, doesn't need or want it as often. Um, The question that I kept asking is, is this mutually beneficial? Like, does sex mean that she gets to have an orgasm? Does sex mean that if you want to have sex more often, is it so that you want her to be pleasing you. And I keep coming back to like, what's, what is it in it for her? I'm just wondering how is she going to want to have sex? Is it because yeah, how is it going to be edifying desire- for her? I mean, that's a, yeah. that's an important question. And see, I like that we were joking a little bit earlier about that song, right? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk mm-hmm. about you and me. I think this is the third week in a row that we've been singing on the podcast, but um <laughs> But we're not talking about you and me, but I do like that what you and I are doing right now is talking, normalizing a conversation that is often really fraught for couples. And Mm -hmm. when I have, when I think that they need to, or should talk to one another about sex, I generally say, and you ought to do it at a coffee shop yeah, or in the car or while walking around the neighborhood, not in the bed, not after you've just had an, uh, an experience that didn't go well, not, Mm -hmm. um, not in the in the heat of the moment when one of you is complaining and the other one's defending. I mean, I think I think you got to normalize this conversation so that you can expose things like, well, what counts and how can you get me in the mood and how can you, um, and how much time do we have and do we need to schedule it and does mm-hmm. that feel gross and mm-hmm. scheduling kind of feels like ah, uh, but maybe we have to because we're busy and if we don't schedule it, we won't. And, and I think um, it's so easy when that conversation gets buried or just uh, sort of hidden inside your mind to begin to build resentment and misunderstanding. And so, um, anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. And along with that, um, I was, I've been trying to help couples understand how to, um, how to love each other, like, um, how to train their lover to love them well. And Uh generally I'm talking about like, do you need to express more gratitude? Do you need to express more fondness? Do you need to buy more flowers? Do you need to load the dishwasher properly? Um, and people were kind of like, well, why, why do I have to work so hard to do that? And I'm like, but you don't understand. If I told you to do that in bed to help train your lover to be a better lover, we would do that. Kiss mm-hmm. me here. Don't kiss me there. 
pinch mm-hmm, me, bite mm-hmm. me, don't pinch me, don't bite me, faster, yeah. slower, up, down, back, forth. Like we want to, why wouldn't we train our lover to love us better, both in the right. bed and also in the emotional world? Sorry, that was that was about to leave my brain, so I had to grab it before. <laughs> well, we did this, I had mentioned this, that one of the exercises that I have couples do to start to feel more comfortable with training their partner is to give their partner a back massage. This is a non-sexual back massage. Oh, but yeah, I yeah. You did that you at, you did at, at the, the workshop. Event, and it was yeah. brilliant. Yep, it was brilliant. Yeah, yep. thank you. But, you know, yeah. if you want to do this as a couple, and maybe you're just not a vocal person, maybe you're not great at giving your partner direction in bed. Like, the most hint you're going to give them is, like, when your breath quickens and your partner's guessing, maybe maybe they're enjoying it because their breath oh, yeah, starts maybe they to like quicken. That, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they like it. But if if we are trying to train our partner to be a better lover so that we can have our needs met, then we need to become much more vocal so that our partner's not guessing. Because if they're trying to guess that means that they are not connecting with you. They're distracted. Mm -hmm. They're trying to read your body language. And so here's what I would have couples do. Put your hands on your partner and your partner is going to be the only one that's going to say anything. And I want for you to just start giving your partner a massage and the partner, the person who's receiving the massage, you tell them where you want it. So if you want your shoulders massaged, you say, I put your hands on my shoulders. And if you want it deeper, say deeper, harder. If you want them to use their fingernails to scratch the back of your neck, then you say scratch the back of my neck. And again, this is non-sexual. This is, you're going to give your partner a massage to their liking because they are instructing you every single way. So that's a really great way. And then you switch and you just practice being very vocal about what your needs are and how you want it and what the pressure is going to feel like and how long you want them to be in one spot and where to move to next. And that's just like sex. Instruct your partner and let them know how it feels. And um, I don't recommend, I mean, for those of you who are massage therapists, is that what we're calling them? Are they massage, massage therapists? therapists? Well, I'm trying yeah, to think there's like a, there's my a massage therapist. Well, okay. That might be the proper terminology. I know that there's a, like, you don't call masseuse? them masseuse, masseur. I think it's therapist is probably the proper way. I want to honor the profession because it's an amazing profession. I just call her Nancy. (laughs) But do you, when you get a massage, do you moan? Like, do you let your massage therapist know that you like something? Yeah. I I always fall asleep and I hate that. Oh, I love it. You love falling asleep. I love to sleep. Okay. Here's um, something else. So let's go back real quick to your couple, right? This couple that is actually experiencing, um, a degree of tension around the difference that they have here. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he wants more, what, she wants what you, less. What do, you, what do you do with them? Like, what do you, how do you, what do you, what do you, how do you, what do you do? Okay. So, well, my recommendation was I want sex to be enjoyable for both of them because at this point, it's, there's tension and it's mostly because he wants it, he's not getting it, and she doesn't want sex when he wants it sort of okay give your analogy because i thought it was brilliant give the analogy of the pie because i thought that it was really oh brilliant. yeah i wish i knew it better i wish i knew it better and um um so i i don't remember where i first heard this but it's kind of this idea of maybe the husband makes a pie and he's like hey i want you to eat this pie and she's like i'm not in the mood for pie but i'm but i just made it and it's really important to me well but i don't really want pie right now i'm not i'd rather have dinner Oh, well, but, but I made this pie. How about just a bite of this pie? You're not listening to me. Like I want to, you know what I mean? So there's constant, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a different thing altogether. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, and for those um, of you who missed it, the pie is sex. He wants sex. Hey. Yeah. And by the way, when you're looking for that metaphor on the internet, don't, don't search Google it. pie no. sex comparison yep, metaphor. Not at work. Don't do it at work. Don't click. Don't Personal click computer. on it. Yeah. Incognito. You know, I, um, to me, like if that couple's in my office and be, maybe because I'm a man, I will look directly at him and say, so can I just get one thing clear? Are you suggesting that you want to have sex with someone that doesn't want to have sex with you? Mm. And he is mortified, right? Because Mm -hmm. having sex with somebody that doesn't want to have sex with you is assault or, um, and so I'm like, no, of course you don't. So part of what we have to train people to do is a broaden their definition of sex, but also b, more importantly, broaden their definition of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Because I think the ideal situation there is where he says, Hey, I'd really like to have sex with you. And she says, I don't really want to have sex. And you know what? I'll flip it over. She says, hey, I'd really like to have sex with you. And he says, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. What, what should happen next is for her to, to be able to go, okay, well, well, I'd like to have sex sometime. Um, mm-hmm. But what can we do now? Because I'm really feeling connected with you. And I feel mm-hmm. like I want to relax in your presence. And can we play a board game? Should we go for a walk? Maybe let's cook some food. Let's, how about we, we want, how about we wrestle? How about we um, just snuggle up and watch a show? Some version of saying no doesn't mean I'm saying no to intimacy with you. Right. It means I'm saying no to intercourse with you. Yeah. And, and I think, I think you got to play the long game and you got to help couples learn how to play the long game because, you know, if they average once a week, that could be, you know, zero times for a month and a half, but then eight times on vacation. And that Mm -hmm. could be amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, I think the other two, the other thing that I like to ask couples is what does sex do for you? So when you desire sex, when you want to have sex and you're proposing this to your partner, whether it be you walk behind your partner while they're chopping in the kitchen with a knife and you just start groping them and she gets like the clue like, okay, I'm getting groped. He wants to have sex. (laughs) Like, what is it that you want? Because sometimes it's I'm horny and I just want to get my rocks off. Sometimes it's, I've missed you and I want to connect with you. And the deepest way that I connect with you is through sex. And uh, I read yeah, the statistic. Yeah, or I can't believe how lucky I am to be able to put my hands on these hips, you know, or totally, something. Totally, you know? absolutely. And so maybe sometimes it's a question of clarity of like, oh, okay, I, I get this. Like, what what do you need? What is What do you desire? Do you desire my body or do you desire like my mind and like being emotionally connected? Because that changes the mm-hmm. game. Is this a an opportunity for like what we call fast food or is this like five course dining? Um, are we going to light the candles? Are we going to get a babysitter? Are we going to turn on some music? Are we going to give each other massages? And we're just going to really like deep breathe and try every position. That's the five course dining experience. We're going to hop in the shower and one of us is going to orgasm. The other person is going to feel great because they help their partner orgasm. That sure, might be the, yeah. the, you know, the fast food version. But I think having clarity around what is it that you're desiring is very important. And again, it all comes down to communication, talking about it rather than making assumptions, which is where the resentment builds up. So, boy, I have a lot to talk about sex. I really think I should become a sex therapist, just really specialized because I love talking about it. Okay. Remind me in a couple (laughs) of years when I get bored. (laughs) Um, Um, Anything else that's important? My pub is closing. Yeah. Poor thing. And you're going to go, you're going to go to last call. And what are you going to order? I've been there. I've been there every day this week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Rebecca and I, we have like a standing date that we go on sometimes on, well, we used to every Thursday. And then 
every por- every important person in my life has been there with me and including so, me including me including i have you. been to naked city with you so that hey I'm, we I'm should well, next time let's talk about let's talk about um Jacqueline and Jameson next time because that was one of the highlights of my career <laughs> whatever you say whatever you say yeah. Okay, so yeah. w- this is going to be coming out next week, and then Christmas, which is the holiday that we celebrate, and we're getting together with our family members. Um, yep. That will be happening next week as well. And yep. are you doing anything for New Year's? Do you have New Year's plans? I'm going to go to Sean's. We're going to be down at Sean's house. Cool. All right. Right yeah. on. You should well, come. Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be back in. Uh, we're going to be hosting our own. Uh, fall asleep before midnight mommy party where we just have a bunch of a couple of friends over and we're going to play games until we decide that we're tired and it's time to go to bed and it's 11 o'clock. We did that a few years ago. We we had a we held a hosted at our house what we called a geriatric New Year's Eve party. Yes. And we just did everything at 9 p.m. Because yes. you just tap into New York's feed and you're just like balls dropping it's midnight okay good night everybody bye and we're all in bed yeah so you can take the ubers and they're like that's so crazy i just dropped everybody off at a party and it looks like you're heading home you're like yep totally am missing all the drunks it's great it's safe on the road still all right well um happy christmas to you happy new year's and we will connect again in a week yeah right on okay um i'm gonna go down to naked city and have lunch Thanks for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Something important that I do want to share with all of you is we have a very important marriage clinic that's coming up on January 10th at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So save the date. Um, In order to join this one, you do want to become a patron of Marriage Therapy Radio at the $10 mark or more. The reason why I'm bringing this up is for whatever reason, right around the holidays, couples in our lives, in our practice seem to experience... Um, an uptick of infidelity right around the holidays. And infidelity, if it has affected your relationship, if it has been a part of your relationship in the last year, the last month, the last several years, we would love for you to join our marriage clinic. That's where we're going to be talking about the five truths of infidelity. And in the marriage clinic, you have an opportunity to interact in real time over a webinar with Zach and myself, where we will be teaching and talking and answering your questions So please keep that in mind, January 10th at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you go to marriagetherapyradio.com, you can click on the tab that says Patreon and become a patron at the $10 mark or more per month so that you have access to our monthly clinics. Thanks so much for dedicating your time, your energy, and most importantly, investing in your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.